Originally, this episode was going to be dedicated to a topic completely different, but off the back of a conversation I had last night, I realised that speaking on this is of the utmost importance, and should be of particular urgency if you have children or are planning on having children in the future. So to really illustrate my point, let me tell you about a life-defining experience I had in the summer of 2019. So there's a man by the name of Andrew Mohammed, who is a pivotal figure in the African and Caribbean community in the UK. And he's a founder of Guan Papa G, which is a program focused on people going into schools and motivating children to maximize their potential. Andrew does this through a mixture of group and individual activities where the students are encouraged to understand the untapped potential in their intelligence and in their abilities. I voiced my interest in volunteering on this program and would tag along with him when I had the time to do so. The first three schools were pretty standard procedure. Normal schools, normal students. Everything you'd come to expect within an academic institution. However, this was all to change with a very special case that me and Andrew would soon encounter later on. Me and Andrew met up at a train station in London around the corner from my intended location. And as we were making our way there, he went on to say, Jordan, this isn't like those schools we'd been to before. This is a special school where kids get sent to when they're on the verge of being kicked out of the school system entirely. Upon hearing this, I braced myself a little, but nothing would prepare me for what I was to soon witness. As soon as I entered the institution, which is known as a unit, it struck me immediately that of maybe 32 kids, roughly 28 were black. And this was reflected in the support staff as well, who were predominantly black too. What was immediately clear from the jump was that these kids had no boundaries. They tap the supervisors on the top of their head and run off. They tell the supervisors to shut up. They throw things around the room. Within 10 minutes, almost three separate fights broke out. So to the average person, you could say that this was hostile territory. Andrew and myself commenced and divided the room into four groups. All students were of mixed ages and ranged from year seven to year nine. And from here, we proceeded to partake in group activities where each group would compete against the others. It was a beautiful sight to see all these kids working together in their respective groups. My job was to keep a tally of the score, whilst Andrew was a quiz master who asked the questions which covered the areas of history, maths and science. Andrew started proceedings with multiplication, and considering the circumstances in which we found these children in, I thought he would start off with something basic, like 4 times 4 Boy was I wrong. He went straight for the juggler and started with 16 times 15 I was like, what is he playing at? This is way too hard for their skill level. So whilst I'm trying to figure it out in my head, a kid immediately puts up his hands and says, 240. Andrew replies, correct. I stop in astonishment as he proceeds to go around the room with increasing difficulties. What's 19 times 15? 285. Correct. What's 18 times 16? 288. Correct. It was one of the surrealist moments of my life where it became obvious to me that I was in the room full of silent geniuses who had absolutely no conception of their talents and gifts. Within a half an hour window, I experienced both the pits and high of human potential and it begs the question, what are we doing to safeguard the next generation to allow them to flourish to their full potential 
and is leaving our black boys and girls in the hands of these institutions simply lambs for the slaughter. Thinking back to when I was in school, I remember feeling somewhat stuck between a rock and a hard place. I never saw myself as an academic. I knew I had no chance of being an athlete in any capacity and I didn't have the charisma to be a rapper. And this closed all doors to my aspirations because there wasn't any person who I could identify with, whether in my family or external, that made me think that being a young black boy, I could make it outside of those limited career paths. And thinking back to the children in the unit, I saw myself somewhat in them, simply because it was clear as day that these children were desperate for an outlet to express themselves and feel validated, but the institution themselves don't provide an outlet for them and instead forces the children to be disruptive and that's the only way they can get attention and be heard. Knowing this, and with many of us experiencing this too, we know how institutions and agents of these institutions, i.e. teachers and the like, have a negative bias towards black children in general. The school system acts as a microcosm for broader society and it trains our children to expect different treatment to their white counterparts. If you commit the same offence as a white child in school, the black child is more likely to be reprimanded heavier, possibly with the threat of exclusion. Growing your hair to align with your cultural background is not deemed as school uniform, even though your white counterparts are allowed to grow their hair past their shoulders, regardless if they're a boy or a girl. Responding in a manner which highlights your frustration to these obvious prejudices, labels you angry or a problem child, even though your white counterparts are encouraged to speak their mind and express themselves. And the list goes on. But I'm sure that a few of you listening to this see no difference between the issues your child is going through and what your experience at work at this present day, which is why when teachers criticize your child's contribution in class, you now, to, you, you now need to view it through a different lens. You now need to understand that the school curriculum wasn't designed to empower your child. And the reason why they reject it is because they don't see themselves in it. Which is why we, as black elders, relatively speaking, need to expand the avenues in which the next generation can see themselves elevating through. Not just sports, music and entertainment, but also other sectors too. They need to see entrepreneurs, doctors, dentists, shop owners who look just like them because otherwise the next generation are only going to attribute those professions to people of other race groups. Imposter syndrome is a real thing and speaks to the feeling of being un of feeling undeserving and inadequate and keeps us firmly on the road to self-sabotage. We see this whenever a black child exhibits any kind of talent or gift in the classroom. Excelling in any form is often met with jibes of you're not black, you're a nerd, stop trying, which is blatantly speaking to the collective self-hatred we share as a people, which then feeds into the low expectations we have for ourselves, but also forces those with high talent and potential to stay in the box because they're scared to stick their head out at the risk of being insulted. So what do they do? Again, partake in destructive behaviour because there are no outlets to express themselves in a healthy way. 
This stresses the importance of us radically shifting the value system of our children from one of materialism to one of high ambition and familyhood. But that can only happen if we're prepared to make that change ourselves. The next generation needs to know what is expected of them and what it is they're supposed to attain by what age in their life. This gives a sense of direction and forward movement, not just to those who are young, but to people of any age. Because if you're not equipped with the basic requirements to navigate this world with, things such as GCSE or A-levels, then life is going to be a struggle, simply because these are features employers take into consideration when measuring the competency of a potential employee. But also, having these credentials feeds into your self-esteem that you're a viable candidate for any role you pursue. However, the opposite also holds true. And what one fails to acquire by the age of 18 can really dent what they achieve and aspire for in the remainder of their working life because they are stripped of all confidence from the jump. This is why the quicker our children can develop a craft, the better, because doing so will provide themselves with skills in which they can trade for money and make a living. Pound for pound, an apprenticeship in most capacities is more valuable than a degree. Reason being is that you get work experience, you develop a skill set and in most cases get paid to train on the job. No one graduating with a degree can boast that, simply because those under apprenticeship schemes are operating both theoretically and practically, whilst graduates for the most part only operate theoretically, which is why if you have a child or end up having one who isn't academically inclined, then this is a route you need to strongly consider. Because money is reality and how much you get of it is in direct correlation with the value you provide so the more value you provide the more money you get and you can only provide more value by both sharpening and expanding your skill set the reality is is that our children need to be read with the expectation that they'll be contributing not just to our community but also to society as a whole and that can only be the case if we take pride in our labor so if you have a profession or have a skill set, there's no reason why your child shouldn't already have that too. It doesn't matter if it isn't their passion. It's your responsibility as a guardian to equip them with all the necessary tools for them to be able to excel in this world. And quite frankly, you're doing your child a disservice if you don't. And even if you don't have skills of value, find someone that does and make that person serve as a mentor for your child. History time and time again shows that a child with no direction is going nowhere fast. But again, this is something which applies to us all in general. Institutions have continuously proven that they're ill-equipped to unlock and cultivate the potential which is laden in all our children, which is why we now need to take the power from the teacher's hands and reshape the destinies of our children. Otherwise, we just continue to feed our children to the school-to-prison pipeline which starts with detentions and isolation, but later graduates to criminal records and incarceration. I have heard it come directly from the mouth of our teenagers that they have nothing to live for and that there's no point to life. Witnessing that broke my heart and it speaks to the reality that hurt people hurt, which is why it's our job to intervene and provide guidance to our youth before it's too late. Um, before I conclude, um, it's important to understand that our children are essentially being reared up by our oppressors. And it's a thing where 
we need to understand that the souls in which they sow in our children are going to sprout and continue sprouting the older they get. And if those seeds which are being planted aren't conducive to that child's growth, then we're going to have a case where we're going to have a generation who are under severe forms of arrested development. Which is why it's important for us to understand the role in which we have in raising up our children and not just leaving it to the hands of people who are said to be qualified. You know, history is a precursor for what lies ahead and recent history and past history has shown the 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 the, the stigmatization the the prejudice the the miseducation you know that our children continually go through not just in school but outside of school as well not just children adults too and um it's also it's always important not to lose sight of that so um i thought i'd just um touch on that before um you know i conclude and to be honest i'm most likely going to do an episode which is centered solely around um what i've just discussed too because that's a topic um in itself so um so yeah with that said um, before I leave I just want to shine light on people doing great things within our community centering around programs they've created which aims to build the character skills but also um, sense of responsibility for the generation coming up Um, the first one is Brother Davis who runs um, the Manhood Academy he runs this along two others he's been doing so for um for a few years now and the aim of this is to um get teenagers um uh, male teenagers and provide them the the necessary skills for them to actually transition into men right because they're firm believers that um just because you're an adult doesn't make you a man um being a man requires to have responsibility discipline and other attributes as well and um this is a program which which um, helps them instill this in our children. Um, so you can find them on Instagram um, at the gift of manhood. That's all one word. So the gift of manhood. Um, if you want to contact them, um, you'll find their details there. Um, the second one is um, Andrew Mohammed. Um, he has he runs. Um, so I mentioned him um, at the beginning of the of this episode. Um, he runs. An academy called Westside Academy, um, one centered around guys, boys, and one centered around girls as well. Um, these are very, these are two separate programs, um, and he's been doing this for just over a year or maybe two years, I believe. Um, I'm a bit fuzzy on the number, um, but nonetheless, um, that is it's called the Westside Academy, and um, you should be able to find it on you know Facebook. Um, on Instagram if you just type it into um, the the search functions but um, that's it from me today and thanks for listening 
um, on this episode. Um, yeah, as always, um, follow us on Instagram at bmore.co. So B M O R dot co. Um, and as always, um, you know, this is all about um, generational wealth, not just in the financial sense, but also in the cultural sense. But um, make sure that you grab um, the free ebook um, where it shows you 40 plus ways, um, 40 plus proven ways um, to where you can start uh, generating passive income each month. Um, you can find that in the description um, depending on where you're um, listening to this on. But also you can find it on our Instagram page as well. Um, so make sure you jump over there and, and get the link. Um, but other than that, thanks for listening and um, I'm signing out. Peace.